Okay. I got Tic Tacs in. I got a dog just staring at me. What's new there? And I got the comfort of my bed. I think I'm going to do this podcast from the comfort of my bed from now on. Hey, no. You're not invited. And you're not going in the kitchen again. You always go to the kitchen. And I know why you go, but you don't need to go. I didn't leave scraps on the floor. I cleaned up. This dog, man. He's always trying to be nosy, looking for scraps. And I can't control the the nose on him. He's too wild. He's too, he's too curious. And honestly, if I wanted to be super controlling, then I would give myself a task that literally never ends because he's a dog and he doesn't speak English no matter how much I believe he does. He could speak English, but I don't think he does. He could, but eh, the likelihood, who knows, who knows. I'm reading um, The Monkey House by Kurt Vonnegut, and it's a collection of short stories, and one of the stories in there is about Tom Edison's shaggy dog, and in that story, you find out dogs are smarter than we give them credit for. You know, dogs are, you know, according to Kurt Vonnegut's story, uh, smarter than people. And they're just playing the long con, making us the dumb ones that feed them and give them a place to stay without ever having to work. And uh, for all I know, that's what he's doing. I could believe it. I got three Tic Tacs in my mouth. Never just eat one Tic Tac. Always have to eat several. And and it's because I just ate dinner. I don't want to walk around with sweet potato chicken breast breath. That'd be uh, rather nasty. Rather disgusting. Kurt Vonnegut, The Monkey House is a good book I'm almost done with. Oh my god, he just picked up his toy. He never plays with that. That's interesting. He must be bored out of his fucking mind. Um, The Monkey House is a pretty good book, though. A lot of good lessons. It's always important to read. I'm reading another book, but I kind of got sidetracked because I want to finish this one first. And I don't want to pour too much into two books at once, have my attention going all which ways, and then not get all that I could have gotten out of both books. But after I finish off The Monkey House, I'm going to read Citizen by Claudia Rank, Ranky Rank don't know how to say her name. I've never heard somebody say it before, so I'm just doing the best I can with what's on the page. Um, Regardless, I've already read a few uh, chapters of her book. I like it a lot so far, and it's about like racism in America, basically, or at least her experience with it, if I had to Eli 5, but uh, it's definitely more in-depth than that, too. It's a good book. It's a collection of essays. I'm thrilled to go read that after I finish The Monkey House. I've been on a a short story kick lately and a poetry kick and I realize I like books that I don't have to stay attentive to throughout 300 pages. I'd just rather have a short story that's all of 10 pages or a poem that's all of one and then, you know, combine a lot of them, throw them in a book and I'll be happy. At least uh, that's my reading style here. I don't know if anyone's noticed you probably have. I'm pretty sure I said it about three minutes ago, but I am in the bed, podcasting in the bed. I got some bedhead from being in this bed all day, but this is my new workstation, my bed. I got rid of this chair that was in my room because it was half broke, and 
um, just really taking up space. It wasn't that comfortable, so I figured I got my use out of it. Put it out in the alleyway, walked out 30 minutes later, and it had disappeared. So somebody, somebody saw it, and somebody decided it was the chair for them. And to that person, enjoy it, I guess. It's a pretty shitty chair. <laughs> um, but this makes me think, dude. If I could do so much from the bed, I might never leave it. Like, I can. I figured out how to podcast from the bed now. <laughs> I got my computer. I can just, like, if I just had, like, a fold-down Bunsen burner or something, I could cook in my bed that then would be splattering grease on me. Logistically, that might not work out. But, hell, I'd drive, if I, <laughs> I'd get another 9 to 5 or something if I could just drive to work in my bed, never get up. Like, you know, you just wake up put your keys in the middle of your bed and then you just drive out the door in your bed <laughs> that would be uh quite the way to get around that would be some some wally level um level of spending my days wally level of humanity i would for sure get fat from never burning a calorie and uh but hell if i could drive my bed around i would i'd never stop going around places i'd just stay in bed all day I'd be a world traveler by now if I could just drive my bed from place to place, but I can't, and that's an issue. Maybe one day the technology will come forth to where we can drive our <laughs> drive our beds from locale to locale, meeting other bed wanderers. What a what a life that would be. I, uh, man, man, oh man, I could just imagine fucking make my bed a boat and a plane and go to Abu Dhabi right now in this bed. <laughs> um, so, um, speaking of Abu Dhabi, I don't know how many people that watch my podcast or listen to my podcast are fans of the UFC or MMA or combat sports in general, but something you'll probably come to find out about me and something you should know about me is I like MMA. I like watching it. I like Muay Thai, I like boxing, although it kind of gets boring boxing, MMA's got a lot more stuff going on, so I appreciate that, I like it, I like watching it, it's it's uh, adrenaline pumping, so to speak, and over the weekend, Conor McGregor fought Dustin Poirier, and uh, Conor McGregor got knocked out, and dude, the way that Conor McGregor leads up to a fight, let me just say, it gets me excited. It makes me believe in something that I didn't know I could even believe in. And that's that's some sort of success or some sort of uh, unstoppable force that Conor McGregor, f fight card in and fight card out he's on, somehow is able to make people believe that he's an unstoppable force, despite the evidence being he's lost several fights. Maybe it's the way he carries himself. Maybe it's the way he talks. Maybe it's because he's got an accent and he's Irish. I don't know. But uh, he'll make you believe. And he, I, fucking, I fucking believed it. I thought he was going to win. And he didn't. Dustin Poirier, good good job to him. He, he came in with the hands and, you know, chewed up Connor's leg with a leg kick and left him immobilized. And then when he was immobilized, he was able to capitalize on Conor McGregor with some thunder hooks. Just straight up said, all right, well, 
we've been calculating, we've been playing this game, now it's just try time to get you out of here. And how fast that that second round ended with the finish, that was that was zero to one hundred real quick. Like I, I thought it was good, but nope. It goes to show you can't just sit there eating leg kicks for breakfast and be good. And uh I guess Conor McGregor had to learn that. Now I wonder if Conor McGregor is even in his prime anymore because he's not really doing anything too impressive with his performances as of late. So I wonder if he's really that top dog anymore. I'm obviously no MMA expert. I go to the gym every now and then and get my face punched and I punch some other people's faces, but I'm no pro. Hell, I haven't even had one amateur fight as much as I would love to have an amateur fight. Um, any progress toward that personal goal of mine was halted in 2020 and it probably won't come to fruition until midway through this year, God willing or universe willing or whatever higher power or non higher power there is. Hell, it could be luck, could be all luck, but yeah, I'd like to be able to compete, so to speak. I can't though. Regardless, that was a crazy fight and the Michael Chandler, Dan Hooker fight before it. That Michael Chandler, dude, the way he was just walking Dan Hooker down at the beginning of the fight, just just acting unimpressed. Like, the way he carried himself throughout the fight was just kind of embarrassing because he, like, took a few deep breaths, kind of, like, put his hands on his hips at once because Dan Hooker wasn't engaging. He was trying to get reads and shit. They're in that beginning calculatory phase of a fight, and Michael Chandler was just trying to go. And when he went, he, he just turned off the lights of Dan Hooker and... That was another, you know, really surprising fight. Like, I, I kind of thought Mike Chandler had a good chance of winning. I didn't expect it to be that quick, though. Like, Dan Hooker has taken some punches, like, and he's never really showed himself to be wobbled. But damn, dude, in that fight, one and done. Mike Chandler had some hands of fury. My friend texted me and was like, I think he's on roids. I was like, nah, dude, that's all fish pills. <laughs> Mike Chandler is on a steady diet of supplements day in and day out. Probably just takes handfuls of pills for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, man. What a what an event, dude. What a fight. What a, what a collection of fights. And I wonder, Dana White was talking about before it all, the, the promoter for the UFC, he was talking about he's going to catch illegal streamers. So I wonder if they caught any. Because he said he had one guy that the FBI was watching. So that'd be interesting to see if if they got that illegal streamer or whatever. And it makes me wonder how many illegal streamers are out there to where he's like setting out FBI task force against illegal streamers. Like I thought people that stream stuff, like you have to at least have thousands of people doing it illegally. So how do you single one out? Is it just the one that is it dick to you online? Then you're saying, all right, I'll make an example of you, motherfucker. Because that's that's almost that's almost what it sounds like Dana White did. And I guess if, if you're going to talk shit, pay the consequences for it. I'll just try to get my fights legally so I'm not on the bad end of that. Because that would suck to go to jail for fucking piracy. Fucking UFC piracy. What are you in for? I just wanted to watch a fight for free. Next night, you're victim of somebody stealing your Oreos. What are you going to do? No more Oreos for free. You got to protect those with your life now that you're in jail. All because you couldn't just save up some money for a pay-per-view. 
or because you wanted to watch a fight for free or you didn't plan well. I don't know. Um, I still got this little bit of weed that I got about a week ago. I'm probably not a, a little bit more than halfway through it. And dude, after taking a tea break, like not only is my tolerance shot, but like my desire to smoke has gone down greatly as well. Like, don't get me wrong. I love smoking, but there's the grogginess that comes after a high. That that low down mental just mental lack, mental decline. And I'm not trying to go through my day mentally declined right after the morning. Like I used to be a wake and baker, not too big about it anymore. Like I'd rather just have a coffee, get some caffeine wired, get that caffeine wired and go about my day. But um, it's nighttime. I'm podcasting. This is supposed to be for relaxation and fun. So that's what I'm doing. I'm having relaxation and fun. And I guess I'll shout out the Herbal Cure since it's where I always go. I got a deal on um, some shake. I mean, usually an eighth is like $25, $35. But with, when it's shake, for some reason, people don't want to buy shake. All I'm thinking is, great, I don't got to grind it up. Easier for me, like less work. That's what they say too. And I got this for like 15 bucks. So I got an eighth for 15 bucks. Like I can't really complain about life. And shit, I've made it last. Like I hope I continue this. You know what I, I, I should probably do is I should probably just take more tea breaks, you know, probably just not let myself get to a point where smoking doesn't do anything for me. And like, say, like after I finish this, I'll just not smoke for two days or something and take another medium, medium sized break so I can get a little bit of a tolerant, lose a little bit of my tolerance. And then, you know, when I go back to it, it's even better. Bada bing, bada boom. I like that. I actually like the sound of that plan. Yeah. The issue with waking, not waking baking, but just smoking throughout the day for me is it always makes me so goddamn hungry. And sometimes it's like right after I eat a huge meal. Like uh, I'm somebody, I like to eat a big breakfast. And I like to eat a big breakfast so I'm not hungry two hours later and I can go through a majority of my day without really feeling hungry. Makes me happy that to do my life that way. <laughs> um, so like I've been on a, making up pancakes from scratch kick lately where you don't just buy the just add water mix you go balls to the wall from scratch you use flour egg milk sugar salt baking powder and like these pancakes that i'm making i'm 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 somebody that just likes to make one big flapjack not medallion them out the several i want one fatty one fat boy and these pancakes I'm making, I did the math, the caloric math the other day. They're turning out to like 1,000 calorie pancakes, which keeps me full for well more than half the day. But like this morning, the pancake I made, I did all the basic from scratch ingredients and I tossed some cinnamon in that. And then with the cinnamon, I tossed some semi-sweet dark... dark <laughs> can't speak <laughs> semi-sweet dark chocolate chips and goddamn dude the pancake was so good it hit me right on my soul every single bite but there's one thing i cannot deny and that was i smoked right after it thinking ah oh, maybe my tolerance is down maybe i can manage my day better a little bit 
and I was able to manage my day pretty well, but it, it demolished all the effect that the pancake did. All that hunger the pancake wiped out came back instantly, and I was just left there with the rumbly tummy. I mean, until like an hour passed, and then I wasn't high anymore, and then I was good. No more, no more rumbly tummy. The fullness came back, and I'm really happy that I just just ignored the urge to eat for a little bit. Because if I didn't ignore the urge to eat, I would have spoiled my day. I mean, I was a thousand calories in after breakfast. I don't know if everybody counts their calories, but I know on like all the little nutrition labels and shit, it says like 2,000 calories is like the normal person. So I just thought about that in mind. That's typically what I think about when I eat anyways. But I was just like, all right, I've already eaten half my calories for the day in one meal if I'm going by this 2,000 calorie thing. And for the most part, I do. And Jesus, dude, weed almost ruined it. But nonetheless, I'm here. It was a good pancake. I just ate dinner and I had a great sweet tater and some chicken and bada bing bada boom i'm feeling good i'm feeling happy and i'm about to hit this pipe wow that i don't know if that's the word choice for me hit this pipe i don't know if i like that i've also done a lot of writing this week i'm kind of ramping up how much i've written comparatively to how much i've been writing as of late and I think it's a good thing. I think I'm about to start pulling some starving artist shit because I'd rather, I'd much rather just do the things I like and barely skirt by than being a, a wealth of money and hate my job every day. I like writing. Like I'd rather do that all day. I don't care if I'm broke. So I've been writing a lot more recently, and I think I'm just gonna start chunking off the the lesser poems, the poems I. I like, but I don't deem as important or see making it into any publisher's hands. I think I'm just going to start tossing them all up on my Instagram. I feel like that's the best bet for me. Like, why, why, why would I need to, why should I rely on small presses and other presses to build up a following? Like, why do I need to rely on them? I got the internet. It's so much easier. And I don't know how many people are reading the poems in a literary magazine or a journal that I submit to. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like the validation and the credibility that comes with getting a poem um, accepted to a literary magazine or whatnot. But I don't need it. I don't. I shouldn't do poetry for validation or acceptance. I should just do it or, or should just write for the love of writing. I mean, that's kind of my philosophy toward a lot of things in life that you should just do a lot of things in life for the love of it. I mean, so I might just be um, tossing them up on my Instagram from now on because I can I feel like I'm getting smart enough to know what's going to make it in a literary journal and what's not. And then if, if I think a piece of mine isn't going to make it in a literary journal, maybe it's just worth posting it on my Instagram. Like I still think someone might enjoy them. Not all my poetry makes sense, though. Maybe they'll just do more to confuse people and hurt my credibility in the long run. It's hard to really speculate. I feel like the best thing I can do is just do it, do it for the love of it, and then let everything else that comes with that, whether it be success or money or 
a career. Ooh, I can just imagine a career. We'll let that all be a byproduct of it, though. And just do it for the love of it. I mean, that's why I make pancakes in the morning. I just make them for the love of them. There's no, there's no reward except for the satisfaction that sits in my gut for approximately five hours of the day. But other than that, there's no big payoff. I mean, maybe maybe it's worth just re re um reevaluating the jobs I do. Like I like working freelance jobs because they give me a lot of flexibility and time. But maybe I should also grab a part time job at a bakery. That could be, I could enjoy that. You know, baking cookies all day. Hey, taste this new snickerdoodle we made. Be the the bakery taste tester. No one, no one makes rosemary bread around these parts without me tasting it. Me taking off a slice of that bun. Take, slice that bun right now. Slice those buns, baby. It's time for the taste. Time for me to get a little taste. What the fuck am I saying? Oh, uh, if you just took that out of fucking context, that sounds so much worse. It's so funny. I hope someone could make a fucking EDM song with that as the drop. <laughs> Slice those buns, baby. It's time for me to get a taste. Oh, oh my God. If anybody ever comes across this podcast and they're a talented musician, please just make that the drop. Do me a solid. I would love to hear that. And you know what? If you don't like my voice, if it's not the voice for your song, use your voice. Say the line and just title the song Edward. I, I don't know. <laughs> Give me some sort of some sort of um, acknowledgement so I can go find the song one day and listen to it. God, that'd be so funny. Ooh, what else? Oh man, yeah. Maybe I need to work in a bakery and be a oh. I mean, what other what other cool jobs are there that I'm maybe not considering right now? Be a bounty hunter? <laughs> a bounty hunter? Oh my god, I'd be the worst bounty hunter ever. I've been watching this show. The only reason I said bounty hunter is because I've been watching this show called Teenage Bounty Hunters. It's about like these two Christian girls that grow up in northern Georgia, and they're, I guess, seniors in high school or some point in high school, but they get looped into becoming bounty hunter interns basically so they just follow this bounty hunter around and help them out it's just the it's a good show on netflix although i feel like i'm watching a teen show which is i'm 25 maybe it's it's time i stop watching teen shows like i don't know i'd probably still watch teen wolf if it was on somewhere uh yeah you know what's weird about the teen shows though is like Everyone on them tends to be like, I mean, not every teen show, but a lot of teen shows have like 26-year-old, 30-year-olds playing teenagers. I, That's confusing as fuck when you're a teenager because you're seeing all these actors that are like 30 and you're like, what the fuck? I don't look like that and I'm 18. I remember feeling that way about a lot of things when I was a teenager. It's like, why do all these other teens in the movies have full beards and five o'clock shadow and shit and I'm over here you know, with a with a sprout of armpit hair. <laughs> What's going on? I don't even have one chest hair yet. How is these how do these dudes have full 
just full briar woods on their pecs. What's going on? What what puberty hit them and why didn't I get the same one? <laughs> now I'm sitting here with a with a five hairs on my chest thinking, ah, I'd much rather prefer that y'all don't expand, that we don't make another venture late into my thirties where I get start getting super hairy, get like back hair and nose hair and stuff. Like maybe maybe it's all good if you're not the hairiest person in the world. I've never I've never felt lesser for not being hairy, I suppose, after after those initial years where everybody was showing off their new hair. That's what teenage years are for guys. Just showing off your new hair. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember fucking like 13 people starting to lift up their shirts to show this their the pride they had in their armpit hair like what are we doing why are we even proud of this like you didn't do anything to make that happen it just happened like it's i don't i don't get it man that's all teenage years are is just showing off your different hair maybe you can grow any sort of facial hair you immediately do a fucking soul patch i don't know how many kids in my high school did that some go for the stash the porn stash, and you still got the porn stash is like making another run for it for hipsters. Like, what are y'all doing? Makes me so uncomfortable seeing a bunch of porn stashes out in the open. I don't know what gives these people the gall, what gives these people the idea that a porn stash is the one to do. They're like, seriously, who's do they get compliments? Are they complimented by it? I'm so confused. Regardless of all that, I mean, I'll just skip back to Teenage Bounty Hunter. Say it's a decent show. I, I enjoy watching it. I, pro I can't. I mean, I enjoy watching it because I stare at my phone at the time. So do I really enjoy it? Maybe not. But, like, it has um, not a lot of thought to it. And it's easy to just have as background noise. Like, there's not a very intense plot that I feel like I have to pay attention to. I don't like watching a YouTube video. And I just not I'm not a fan of most shows anymore. Like there's not many shows that keep my attention for seasons on end. That's probably why I'm starting to read more. <laughs> I don't I don't know. There's some writers that have a way with words that I appreciate that TV shows and TV characters don't tend to um replicate. I don't have it's not the same appreciation for it when you're when you're not reading it, I suppose. Other than, I mean, what can you say? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are still shows out there I'd like. Maybe I, I'll watch Planet Earth one night and nerd out again. Yeah, it, it, they would just have to be on topics I like, I suppose. Give me, give me some sort of informational television show. I've been thinking a lot lately, and I never thought that I would think this. I've been thinking a lot. I, I, I might... revel in the opportunity to go back to school and get a graduate degree. I don't want to spend the money to do it. I don't want to go in student loans to do so. I'd love to get a full ride somewhere. But if I could go back to school to write and just be in that area where you're learning how to write and how to better yourself as a writer, I would really get a lot of appreciation from that, especially if it was full ride. And I would have no issue teaching. I don't think I would. I think I'd probably enjoy it because of the conversations that would come with it. And I'm sure 
I would feel like I was learning as much from the students, if not more than what they'd probably learn from me. Like, I, I feel like there'd be so many get returns for me that it would be like, I'm not sacrificing anything to do it. I mean, I've been looking at starting to peruse graduate programs and there's one that I'd be interested in applying in a few years when I feel confident enough in my ability to get accepted. And I think that'd be Boise State's, uh, graduate program for I think it's creative writing maybe it's literature or something but I know it's Boise State uh, and I think something about going to Boise wouldn't be too bad in my mind they got mountains they got snowboarding and stuff they might not have weed or anything like that but I'll live I don't need weed to live and if I do I'm sure I could find it to be honest like I've never let weed be my reason to move anywhere even though I live in Colorado. That feels like a lame reason to move here, to be perfectly honest. I'll say, like, it's a good 5% of being here. You don't have to have a dealer, and you don't really have to worry about it when you can do it legally in your own home, I guess. But, eh, still get in trouble for it. Still jobs that make you pee, and if you pee weed, they don't keep you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe... Maybe school is back in the cards. I never thought I would think that. But, I mean, when you're when you're interested in stuff you're fascinated in, what's to hate, really? You're just writing. And maybe it makes it unenjoyable because I'll be writing so much. I guess there, that's the other possibility of school again, that it's not, like, everything I do now is at my leisure for the most part. I have enough time in my day to where I just bounce around through activities and I stay entertained for the most part, but maybe when I'm forced to write an assignment or some shit, I'm going to hate that. I don't know. Maybe I got to work up more affinity with writing and reading itself before I consider that as a possibility. Who knows? Who knows what's in the cards, man? I'm podcasting from my bed. This is where life is at for me right now as a 25-year-old, and it's only (laughs) up or down from here. (laughs) I have no idea. I did, uh, I guess the last thing I want to talk about, and I've only done like two tapes of this, but I've keyed into an online rabbit hole with the CIA and shit as a result of TikTok and stuff, but I've keyed into a rabbit hole where I've started going through CIA declassified documents, and anybody can find declassified documents online. They're declassified. They're for public knowledge or information or whatever they call it. Um, God damn it, I got a a hair just floating around in my eye. I can't find it. There it is. Be gone. And in this rabbit hole of declassified documents, there's this one thing called the gateway process or the gateway tapes. The gateway experience. I feel like it's gone under all those. And um, I've started reading through some of the documents where people like report (laughs) fucking weird shit like astral projection and remote viewing. And I've read this article on like what the gateway process is supposed to be. And it's it's supposed to be a way to kind of um, broaden your consciousness. I suppose that would be the best term to use. Uh, there's one document I still have to go through where it's like the guy's report on his experience with it. But I went through one article 
that was, I guess, written by the Monroe Institute on what they were defining the gateway process of and what people are able to do in it. And they were talking about, like, people being able to, like, leave the concept of time altogether. Maybe I need to go back and find this because there's so many, there's just so much weird, interesting stuff from it. Let's see. What do I do? History? Could I, is there like an option on this computer? Jamie! <laughs> I haven't watched Joe Rogan, but every time he calls that dude Jamie, it's just ingrained in my head. Every time I need something. That's what I need to rename my Siri. I should just rename it Jamie. <laughs> um, let's see, the gateway. No, theblaze.com. I've never been there in my life. I don't even know what that is. The gateway pro fucking titties, man. Jesus, Louises. The gateway program. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Got it. So what what what's the biggest thing that it said it gives people the ability to do? This is what I thought was interesting reading about it. That they've actually made like a a program that people can subject themselves to to broaden their consciousness, so to speak. And this broadened consciousness can basically cause you to remote view or I guess astral project or time travel through your mind or whatever. It's hard to explain, I guess. But I the point is you can find the tapes online and you can start this process for yourself. So I've now started it for myself because I found the tapes online. And uh, I've only done two of them. One's like the orientation. So I've done orientation. And it's it's basically, I guess, at the stage I'm at, I feel like it's teaching me how to relax and like go into really deep states of relaxation. And eventually from that, it's kind of like meditating, to be honest. But in, in these deep states of relaxation, I suppose... Oh, here's a sentence that actually caters perfectly to what I'm saying. Deep relaxation with the intent of personal growth appears to trigger an internal process toward better physical and mental health. Interesting. Um, um, it says... Uh, our explorers have reported that in one area of Focus 15, they have some ability to manipulate time. So that's one weird sentence that I got out of reading about the Gateway program. So maybe I'll relax so hard that I start to time travel. <laughs> oh, man. Reading this really makes me feel like I'm reading a, a fucking Kurt Vonnegut book. And it's declassified documents by the CIA. So it's not a Kurt Vonnegut book. It's real. It's so interesting that they've studied astral projection and remote viewing. Because that's the CIA declassified documents rabbit hole I'm going down is crazy. Because they investigate the most insane things. They've investigated telekinesis. I was reading this article they declassified on Yuri Geller the other day where the guy's like writing about how he bent spoons in front of them and like um 
when he was bending the spoons, people, the keys in people's pockets bent. And it's just weird to read these documents because, like, it's not things that sound normal. Obviously, it doesn't sound like, like, I've never seen someone bend a spoon in real life. And if they did, I would have just thought it was a magic trick, probably. And be like, oh, good one. But the CIA is, like, taking these things seriously and actually investigating them, which is, like, Shows how much I know, I guess. If the CIA is investigating this stuff, what weird shit do they know about that we don't? Fucking probably aliens or some something like that. Aliens are something you can research in all these CIA declassified documents too, and there's tons of reports that they've declassified of UFOs and shit. It's just like, alright, so basically... I'm not saying that they say aliens exist in these documents, but basically, like, it's... At a certain level of like reports and stuff, like you wonder, you wonder, obviously, like what do y'all know? How why are you why are you so happy declassifying this? Like, are they gonna hit us with alien news in a few days, a few years? Who knows? Like fucking titties, man. Some crazy shit I'm learning in my in my bed. I've just been in my bed feeling like a nut going into these CIA declassified documents. Like, I don't, like, I'm, it feels nutty to look at this stuff, but hell, maybe I'll learn something that I didn't know. So I'm already too, I guess that they call them different levels of focus that these tapes are supposed to help you achieve, and I guess the top one is focus 15. Um, State we call focus 15 grows naturally out of a strong and stable focus 12, yet a different energy level. So they talk about energy levels and stuff, which is weird. And like these tapes play are guided by kind of music to get your brain in certain synchronicities, I suppose. It's a, it's a binaural tapes that you listen to. So it'll play like one noise on one ear and then another noise in a different ear and it'll have them play at the same time and your brain has to sync what's going on in each ear together which is interesting because like so in the first tape i know i'm bouncing around but i, I can't i don't want to just like read the article for y'all if, if you want to know more about it you you can go find all this stuff online but i'll just get into my experience with the tapes basically though i can i could potentially learn how to have out-of-body experiences that's okay so some people have out-of-body experiences, and scientifically, the Monroe Institute refers to it as the expanded high-energy state. Now, I guess that's the smart way of saying astral projection or something weird, but I started it. I'm two tapes in. I listened to one today. That was the second one, and I feel like from what my experience has been so far, it's been very relaxing and I suppose that's part of the intent of these tapes is to have you train yourself to go into deeper layers of relaxation and then from that maybe expanded consciousness occurs and I start time traveling and go into the future and flying around you know astral projecting and who knows what else man or maybe I just learn how to fucking sleep on command and never have to be in my bed again maybe i just walk to work half asleep from now on you know rest on the go
<laughs> I don't really know what to expect from doing this, but I'm, I'm doing this process that you can do with an open mind to see what happens. I mean, so far, if anything, it's been relaxing and I figure a good nap might happen as a result of it. And I could, I could use some good naps. I'm not opposed to sleeping. I like sleeping. So, and today's was kind of weird. I felt like, so I guess the guy said something to the effect in the tapes that like, you, you'll teach your body to be asleep while your mind is awake, which I don't know how that's supposed to work. But like, I was very relaxed. I will say that much. So my body was resting in some sort of facet. Um, but it like got to the point in these tapes, like I felt like I was kind of dreaming, which was weird because at the same time I was awake. I don't know how that makes sense. Like, it's hard to say you're awake. But like, I could hear what was going on in my room and like around me and stuff. Like I wasn't asleep where it was like all shut off. So like I had all the sensations of like, if somebody would have touched my leg, I would have felt it. But like at the same time, I was having these like dreamy visualizations. And it was weird. I don't think I was astral projecting by any means, but I, I know I was having like weird, dreamy visualizations. And it's going to really freak me out one day when it's like, when I feel like I'm like, when they get, maybe they get clear or something. And then it feels like you're just looking through a window. Who knows? I don't really know what to think of it. It just felt dreamy. And that's, that's about as much weight as I'll give to it right now. And part of it is because my mind started to wander. But instead of thinking of words, I kind of started to think in images. The only other times I really felt that way are in dreams and being high, like actually high on some sort of like shrooms or something where you close your eyes and have visualizations. But like I, I felt like I was having the same visualizations that I'd have on shrooms if my eyes were closed, which was kind of cool. I guess I suppose shrooms can re help you hit a very deep state of relaxation. So maybe it was just a similar experience in that regard. But I'm only two tapes in, and apparently there's like six waves, which I guess is like what they call each CD. Then on each CD, there's several tapes that you gotta listen to. So I feel like I'm just at the beginning of this. I got some reading to do about it because I got one document on my computer opened up that's a a report or it, it's subject it's an email or a letter or something to a commander it says analysis and assessment of gateway process to commander u.s army operational group fort meade maryland zip code 20755 dated june 9th 1983 wow so they were looking into this stuff a while ago holy shit dude in the 80s like looking into telekinesis and shit. Oh wow, wild. I feel like that's some shit you only see on X Men or something. But this is some legitimate stuff they were investigating for some reason. So I want to read this report to see what somebody else's experience was with it. That's what I'd be interested in hearing or other people's experiences with this that have done it. But it doesn't. I haven't really gone down that rabbit hole yet. I, sh I suppose I should probably do that before I subject myself to probably like six different CDs of deep relaxation <laughs> techniques. <laughs> maybe everybody's just like, yeah, I fell asleep. Maybe maybe I need to see what other people do say. 
But I swear, maybe I'll find some people online that were like, dude, I time traveled and saw my uncle again before he died. I don't know. I don't know what people are, people are achieving with this. Maybe they're just moonwalking out of their body, just living life that way. Makes me kind of think of that movie Soul, that new Pixar movie that just came out, which is a great movie, by the way. If you haven't seen Soul, go watch Soul. Um, yeah, two tapes in. Maybe I'll knock another one out tonight. Who knows? The, the world is my telekinetic oyster. On that note, though, I think that's a good place to leave off. Little loopy. I'm partially high, and uh, I'd like to get higher, so I'm going to go take care of that. And uh, to anybody listening, thanks for listening. Hit subscribe if you liked it, and if you don't like my uh, rambling, my babbling to myself in, in a studio apartment while my dog looks at me, uh, don't subscribe. That's fine. But if you do like it, please do subscribe. And, uh, have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're in. Bye-bye. <laughs>